Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers from the entire Reordenverse. What's up, guys? Hey Welcome guys. back to the Damn Sack. Well, this is episode 41. I can feel a sneeze coming. It happened <laughs> at some point during this episode. <laughs> Alright, so this episode is called Two Snakes Save My New Friends. Wow. There was not a lot to choose from. I was, so. say, I was like, <laughs> it's not, not you the get greatest. the best of both worlds. So. Alright, but we are reading chapters 9 and 10 today of The Last Olympian. Joe. Here's the problem. The last couple times we've done these recordings, when I read it, I didn't have my little tags with me, so I yeah. forgot to tag book. Okay. So this time I had my tags, but yeah. I just got so in the zone that I still forgot to tag the book. <laughs> so I've only got three when I should have like 25. Because <laughs> there's so many notable moments where I'm like, oh my god! Literally, you just tag these two chapters. Like, <laughs> this, these hot. Yeah. Are you talking about for Percival's moments? Oh, yeah. 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 There's, there's and quite just a few. in general mic drop moments where you're like, well after oh after last episode where you said that you know now that he has this curse he is invulnerable to Aphrodite's hold on him yeah with that outlook reading these two chapters oh, yeah. I was like oh absolutely yeah like, this, absolutely there's a whole book you the, the whole yeah but like now having that train of thought in my head I'm visibly like I'm noting in my head every time and because. Annabeth can feel it too. She's like, something shifted in him. There is something yeah. different. She's like, I can... He's just like way more flirty of a person and yeah. like way more assertive and like way more like sure of himself. And maybe that comes from like a little bit of like, I'm invincible. <laughs> no one can touch me. Yeah. No touching you. Yeah, but it was also that he didn't realise he was being controlled. And so now that that overwhelming feeling of like that... A constant shadow that was in his brain now that it's gone and he's so like for example there's a spot in here and it's like he sees Annabeth for the first time Mm. in three years without Aphrodite's um effect on him yeah and he's like oh my god (laughs) he's like who is this bitch I love her he was like I loved her before but now it's like oh my god it's all love (laughs) and so he just and see and I love that literally nobody else notices except for Annabeth because Annabeth was like yeah it was because Annabeth's the only one that was properly affecting yeah and so she's like something's different what is it what is it everybody else is like yeah it's Percy and she's like no no there is something off (laughs) Or maybe something on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, switch has been flipped. I love it. Has been fucking flipped, and honestly, it's made me made this reread so much more enjoyable. (laughs) I'm just so much happier with how the read's going now that I have that that thought. So good. So aside from our love for Persebets, you know. Overall, yes, like, yes. oh my god, we love each other. That realization. <laughs> oh um, my god. How do we feel about these? <laughs> yeah. How do we feel about these two chapters? All right, the two chapters themselves. Let's see. We get a flashback. I we thought get... they were boring as shit, but that's just me. Well, other than the yeah, the little, the only thing that made it interesting was the Persephone moments. Other than that, we get a flashback. We get yelled at by a couple gods, which <laughs> is never fun. Um, we have some serious conversations. Oh, Percy does have a dope moment, but you know. He has a couple of dope moments, like, what? just on his own. What do you mean? As in, like, he levels up and... Oh, dope. I thought you said, like, dope. And I was like, I don't no, really dope. remember him being stupid. No, no, no. 
No, no, he has dope moments where he levels up and right, he okay. really becomes Percy Jackson in his full and most powerful form, which <laughs> is his only form. <laughs> like, he fully realises his power. And he's his like, boss mode. Yeah, he, he enters boss mode and you're like, oh, boss mode, beast mode. Potato, potato, one and the same. Yeah, they really are. Okay, well, so should we get straight into chapter 9? Let's do it! So, in chapter 9, Two Snakes Save My Life, Percy calls all of Camp Half-Blood to Manhattan to stop Cronus' attack on Olympus. The demigods head up to the gods' palace and are met by Hestia, who gives Percy an introductory insight into how Annabeth met Luke and Talia. Then they're met by Hermes, who all but berates the demigods for their failure in helping his son. Wow. Can I just say, this title of the chapter doesn't really... Make sense. No. No. Two snakes saved my life. He was never going to hurt you, Percy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, he wasn't aiming for you. But it's also like they kind of did nothing, though. Like, yeah, the snakes... they just sort of whispered to them. Yeah. You could have said, we watch Hermes have bipolar issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, we find a god with bipolar. <laughs> it's all like, we have to talk to a god with bipolar. That'd be funny. Except that's an actual disease, so we shouldn't make fun of it. Um, but... But, like, he just goes from zero to ten and then back to zero, and you're like, the fuck, dude, yeah. chill. <laughs> this is Hermes we're talking about. I'm trying to think of, like, what a better title would have been. Yeah. Because the way that he does his titles is either, like, just a really, it's, like, it's based on one sarcastic thing Percy said, or it's literally exactly what happened in the chapter. Yeah, and this is neither. Yeah. So it's like, Rick, maybe Rick struggled a lot with this chapter, too. He was like, what the hell am I going to call it? <laughs> Yeah, maybe. See, and this is the th- I reckon that this could have just been one, like, these two chapters could have been one chapter. It could have been one seriously long chapter, yeah. I mean, we've had other seriously long chapters in the past. Yeah. So, I think it would have worked, but... Mm. Yeah. So, I can't remember if it was last episode or the episode before, when you said the phrase, nobody, uh, we were talking about creative writing and just in general story writing and how yeah. important every word is put in a book. So every yeah. word that is put in a book is in there for a reason and it yeah. affects the storyline. Yeah. And so, I forgot that very important detail to any story, which is, you know, because sometimes, sometimes when I write stuff, I just put in there, put stuff in there for fun to make a silly joke or to do something dumb like that. And I watch yeah. a lot of shows and read a lot of books where there is a lot of content like that. They're not well written. <laughs> I don't uh-huh. give a shit. You anyway. can say a joke, fan fiction. <laughs> I don't actually read that much fanfiction. No, no, these are proper books. <laughs> so Fair. Like, oh, okay then. Right. So I've been now going back, not going back, but like going <laughs> forward whenever I'm reading books now with that that notion reaffirmed in my brain. Yeah. Um, also, we're watching Game of Thrones and it really helps that I'm like, Joe, focus on what they're saying. <laughs> You'll never turn the subtitles on again for anything. <laughs> no. I can't. <laughs> it's more funny to me when you still have those things on and you're like listening intently and you still miss things. And I'm like, Joe, it means hearing. this. I have terrible hearing and my brain can't compute. I'm it's just... not hearing, it's the comprehension of what they're saying. Yeah. It's, okay. um, especially when like people, when characters like Tyrion speak mm-hmm. and you're like, what the fuck are you trying to say? You have to like, give me a second. They use so much jargon that you're just like, huh? <laughs> Yeah, you're going to give me a second. And I'm just sitting there going, I know what it means. See, <laughs> the problem is when they use too much is that the whole storyline will pass and yeah. I'll just accept that it's passed. And then so, like, stuff that happened in season one that only affected season one, yeah. Kate will tell me what it really means while we're watching season five and I'll be like, oh. <laughs> so if I didn't have her tell me that, I would have just gone, yeah. whatever. 
<laughs> and so that's the problem. Really, it's a blessing that I'm here to call back to these things for you, because otherwise you're like, just straight over your head. <laughs> well, so with that in mind, I, now reading this book, I'm like, this came, This is why when you're like, have you finished reading that one chapter? I was like, no, I'm not done yet. Because I was reading so carefully. So I was like, I don't want to miss anything. I'm reading very slowly so I can fully get all the content. Joe, that's what this podcast is for. We're here to point out things that you didn't see before. I don't like that. I feel silly when that happens. I've already expressed how silly I feel with them. I don't like it, even though you giggle and you're like, <laughs> Anyway, moving on. So, let's get so in. So, let's get in chapter nine. <laughs> so, chapter nine literally starts with him Calling on the phone girlfriend. with Annabeth. And I just love it because the last conversation that he and Annabeth had was an argument, but she still picks up the phone straight away. And well, like, he gives her a voicemail. But is like she listened to it. Yeah. If it was me, I'd leave it a day and I'd be like, no, fuck you. <laughs> they don't have time. He's gonna die in four of them. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> but she like, I just, I just love that she picks it up straight. Like you know, and she listens to it and she doesn't, you know, dawdle or anything. She just kind of takes oh, his right. word for it and just kind of goes, yes, okay, we need to meet here. I'll do what you ask, even <gasps> though I'm mad at you. I'm just remembering, yeah, her last convo with him was, "You're a coward, Percy Jackson." <laughs> and so now she's here, like, babe. <laughs> He's here being a go-getter, and his whole attitude changes to being so assertive, and she's just there like, oh my god. She's like, I'm magical. (laughs) She's like, look at me fucking, I got a magic dick. (laughs) Oh, yes. They end up uh, going to basically the Empire State Building, and all of the the vans from Camp Pathlight are there, filled to the brim with campers. The children. Yeah. Annabeth is right there, and Percy straight away is like, we're doing this, we're doing this, and she's like, oh my god, I don't even, <laughs> she's like, who is this man? <laughs> I literally had a tag here, though, that was like, um, so it's like, the first van driver was Argus, our many art security chief, the other two were driven by, uh, by the harpies, which are basically demonic domestic human bird chickens. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was funny, just that explanation. Yeah, I mean, up to this point, he hasn't really explained what harpies are. He's just kind of mentioned them as things that will eat you if you stay too long at camp. Yeah. Or are in their way. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we've explained what they are, but... Yeah. So, yeah, they're all ready, and they're all ready to fight a war. Um, Percy's disappointed because the Ares cabin isn't there, and he calls, in his head, Clarice a stubborn idiot, and I'm like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And um, he sort of notes in his head that he's surrounded by all these people that he's known forever, and he's, like, devastated by the fact that one of them is a spy. And there's yeah. no going, less like no going about it. The only people who you can safely rule out as not being the spy are anyone in the Ares cabin because they're not there. Yeah, pretty much. And you would think that if you were to have a spy in camp, that they would want to know exactly what's going on at all times. So they definitely would not stay behind like the Ares cabin. Yeah. So you can just automatically rule out anyone yeah. in the Ares cabin, which I love so much. Like that's that's so good. <laughs> Yeah, because it's not their style. Percy said that before. He was like, yes, there's a spy, but Clarice, no, it's not her style to mm. be a spy. She's not devious enough. Yeah, no. She's like, no, I'm not being a spy. People are going to know that I hate them. I'm not going to be shy about it. Fuck that. Also, being a spy sort of involves forward thinking, which is not Clarice's strong suit. It also invo- involves stealth, and she's just a bulldozer. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we love her. Of course it wouldn't work. We stan. We stan. So yeah, they all um they all jump out of the van and I just have oh, to Oh Achilles. Of course. He sat out the fight, love of his life when it okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See, and if you don't know the story of Achilles very well, 
this whole comparison with Selena and Clarice yeah. go over my head. It did go over my head. Man, the, I've read this book like five times, and <laughs> this is the first time reading it through that somebody's been like, somebody being you. <laughs> has been like, Me, I'm someone. <laughs> has been like, they're supposed to be um, Patrickles and Achilles, and I was like, what?! Anywho, moving on. <laughs> you really should read Song of Achilles. Yeah, I'm getting that. <laughs> Don't rush me! <laughs> I have to read Cersei. Which Says I'm, me, who hasn't read either of them. <laughs> and I'm getting there. And Aradne. I got it right the first time. See? Yeah. They all get out of the vans, and after Percy's, you know, going, I can't dwell on who is a spy, because they're all my friends, and I need them, so I can't. I have to put that out of my mind. Yeah. And then, he pays attention to what Annabeth's wearing. And I also need to pay attention <sighs> to it, because... The fit. The fit the is fit. it is immaculate. So Can we note where she strapped her dagger? <laughs> She's dressed in black camouflage with her celestial bronze knife strapped to her arm and her laptop bag slung over her shoulder, ready for stabbing or surfing the internet, whichever came first. Which and I'm that's like, so sassy of you, Percy, that's so funny. I'm like, this bitch's fit is just amazing. It is immaculate. And black camouflage? Hell yes. And, guys, so we're going to think about this. This is the first time Percy's seen her in three yes. years yes. without his vision being affected, Clouded. without his brain yes. being affected. Well, not three years, but a f- it's a long while. A long while. Yeah. His whole pubescent <laughs> upbringing, he's been like... What? He's not thinking about Rachel, I'll say that much. Uh-uh, you know, he not, not. Not even a passing thought to no. Rachel. Because when she shows back up, he's like, oh, yeah, you do exist. <laughs> yeah, literally. But that's why. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. the only reason he ever thought about Rachel, because someone was fucking with his head. Who's that yeah. someone? Fuck you, Aphrodite. You can't suck. <laughs> anyway, so this is the first time that he's seen her without anyone affecting his yes. gaze and his brain and his thoughts, and he's like, ah! Oh my god. Yes. He's like, and after he admires what he's we- uh, what she's wearing, the first thing that he thinks about after, you know, she's like, um, what are you, you're looking at me funny, what are you doing? Which, by the way, I read this whole phrase as, <laughs> like, the, what it says here is, she frowned. What is it? What's what? I asked. You're looking at me funny. I read that as, what is it? <laughs> From that Harry Potter TikTok, I love it so much. I couldn't help it. That's but I just, the first thing that he thinks about is her pulling him, like the vision of her pulling him out of Bitterbub when he was in the sticks. And I'm like, yes, yes. I love it so much. The callback to her being his weakness and like he's, it's like he's seeing her in a new way. I love it so much. <laughs> I literally am about to combust. It is literally, so good. this whole vibe is what carried these two chapters. And he has to kind of just like shy away from when he's like, um, it's nothing. Uh, uh, he was and like, war can't do this. Want to go to war? He turns to Chiron and is like, "What do you like? What do you think? You're our leader." And Chiron's like, "No, I'm I'm out of here. I can't pick sides. Uh, you're the leader." And Percy's like, "I don't know how to lead. I don't know how to read." <laughs> See, oh and God. this is one of his boss moments. This is one of his boss yes. bitch moments. Him taking control is um very pick me girl of you, Percy. <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> he has another moment that's very pick me girl of There's him. There's a reason why so the pick me girls get what they want. <laughs> <laughs> like go pick me girl, yep. Percy. So Chiron kind of disappears also, and then they bitch, move. Percy. Yeah, <laughs> Chiron disappears and they move uh, towards. The Empire State Building. Can I say, what a terrible person you are. Who? Chiron. (laughs) He literally didn't give him any advice. He just... Which, honestly... He basically dropped him off with a packed lunch and was like, Good luck, guys! (laughs) Literally. My God, he dropped him off in a minefield and was like, 
cool. <laughs> My job here is done. He was like, I'll be here for the next round of kids. Bye! And it was like, Chiron, yeah. you fucking little shit. You would think that he would be, like, more stressed, because if there are no students to train, then he has no purpose, which means that he dies. Exactly. So you would think that, aside from, like, he is about to go and find all the centaurs to say. be like, I am trying to help you, but it's also like, there seems to be no sense of urgency with this him at all. This is the problem. He also didn't reassure the kids that this no. is what he was, he was just like, I'm going to go see if I can try and find help, but I probably, ne- it, like, the vibe you were getting was, we're never going to see Chiron again. And bye! <laughs> he was like, I'll see you, but in the hell? I mean, I'll try, but like. But it's also just like, for, like, all of the kids, especially year-rounders. Yeah. For all the kids who are especially like year-round campers, he's there. He's their support system. He's their dad. And he's left them with Percy, who only comes to camp in the summer. And during those summers he goes on quests. Yeah. So and I get like that he's man. like, you know, prophecy child, savior of Olympus, like whatever else. He's done all these things to literally he's save Olympus so many times. He's sexy and everyone's in love with so him. So he is a role model in his own way, but for most of these campers they only see him for three months out of the year. Yeah. Whereas all the other year-rounder campers are like, Mm. Dad. Yeah, Chiron, we're going. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're supposed to be like, help me. Father. <laughs> God. <laughs> anyway, so it's sort of like, like, we know what happens, and we know where he goes, yeah. and we know that he actually has value, like, like his, his best, well, no, his best <laughs> option was to leave, but he could have done it in a better way. Yeah, he definitely. Could've, he could have said some brave words mm-hmm. other than... Fuck no, I'm not leading you. Bye. <laughs> All right, so yeah, they uh, walk into the Empire State Building, State Building, can't speak, and the guy behind the desk is kind of like, guys, what the what the fuck? Um, school trips, uh, they're over, we're closing. And Percy's like, shut the fuck up. Here's a drachma, let us upstairs. And he's like, there is no upstairs. <laughs> Percy's like, shut the fuck up. Yes, there is. I'll press the button. <laughs> Percy's like, are you fucking serious? I've been through this. Let me through. <laughs> he literally says, 40 demigods attract an awful lot of monsters. You really want us hanging out in your lobby? <laughs> and then... I see, and when he says shit like this, I, this, I picture him as a 12-year-old again, because the yes. last time he was this sassy, he was like 12. <laughs> and so my brain's like, no, he's like a, a, t- a proper teenager now. He's like, you know... Yeah. He's big and he's strong and he's sexy and it's like... <laughs> it's like he's literally 15. I don't care. He's not a little boy. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm annoyed, but there are sexier 15-year-olds out there than me and I'm disappointed. <laughs> Did you just say the phrase, there are sexier 15-year-olds out there than me? <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> there are 15-year-olds out there that are sexier than me. That's what I meant to say. That's a better phrase. <laughs> All the 15-year-olds are sexier than me. (laughs) (laughs) What is with all these sexy 15-year-olds? Have you seen 15-year-olds these days? They're wankers. Yeah, because they all have TikTok. (laughs) They get up to uh, Olympus and... Yeah, when they're up there, they make their way to the... Obviously, it's, it's abandoned up there. And they're making their way to the... Throne room. I'll call it that. Is it the throne room? Sure. Council we'll make, room, yeah, war room. The, the council room. We'll make it that. Well, it's where their chairs are. It's throne room. Yeah, basically. Basically, it's multi-purpose. <laughs> <laughs> multi-purpose? <laughs> no. Sorry, that's just when we had a multi-purpose room in primary school. They put a whole bunch of dolphins on the window <laughs> and called it the multi-purpose room, and it was just really funny to me. <laughs> Do you have a dolphin? Got you on the phone. <laughs> So yeah, they go up to um, <coughs> Olympus and they're walking towards, you know, the council room, throne room, whatever. And as they're 
passing through an archway, there's a whole bunch of statues of Zeus and Hera around, and Annabeth basically like sticks her tongue out at Hera, I thought and she she's like, finger. yeah, and she's like, hate her. <laughs> Yeah, and then Percy's actually like, wait, isn't she haunting you or something like that? Yeah, and she goes, yep, you know how her sacred animal is the cow? Well, she's leaving me fucking cow pats everywhere, and I she's keep standing me, in them. She's and leaving I'm like, presents everywhere I go. Yeah, that is, that's <laughs> foul. When I read that as the school hallway, I was like, ha, 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 does anyone else notice? Does anyone else have a cow Yeah, that's, um, that's the worst kind of curse. I would... I would wager that's worse than speaking in rhyming couplets, and it's worse than like anything yeah. else they were cursing back at camp. But just stepping just in cow poo twenty four seven, you would never be able to wear nice shoes. Never. Hey, at least cow- never. Never. <laughs> at least cow pads are made of grass, and then their guts juice. Yeah. So whatever's inside a cow, and then grass, so yeah. could be worse. Yeah. So they walk into the throne room, and um, Bessie's there, and I just Percy says. Two years ago, we'd spent a lot of time trying to save the Ophiotaurus from the Titans, and I'd gotten kind of fond of him. He says two years ago. Yes. I need to have an argument. Yes. About the timeline. Yes. Because I'm still confused. Yes. This was not two years ago. Right. If it was two... It was almost two years He's ago. He's rounding up. It was almost two years ago, right? I'm just... I want to get it... I want to make it make sense in my head. So... Fuck, we're backtracking. Okay. <laughs> it's been a year since Battle of the Labyrinth. Yes. And it was six months. So it's only been 18 months. Yes, but again, Percy's rounding up. Okay. Because he was like, it's two different numbers. <laughs> he was like, the year numbers are different. Okay, I will I accept that. I think that's what he's focusing on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to make sure. Because my boy's not too smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, it'd be more like... A year and three quarters, right? Because his birthday is August, which is the end of the end of their summer, and he's a month out from his birthday. Yeah, August is the end of our winter. <laughs> yeah. So he's so it's. We were joking about that the other day, actually. When the summer Olympics come to us in 2032, <laughs> it's going to be our winter <laughs> yeah. when everybody gets here. Which our winter is still a lot sunnier than people's summers around the world, but you know, still. It's yeah, it's summer. um, it's 20 degrees right now. Yeah. Which is, which is fairly good. We're in the middle of winter at the moment. <laughs> yeah. And the sun's out, and you, you'll you take off all your layers. The sun's out, God's out. If you stand out in there for too long. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we're, we've, we're agreeing that it's three months off being two years. Yes. Right? Yes. So that's why he's, he's rounding up, because okay. he's like, three months, psh, that's nothing, I'm going to die soon. Two years. Yeah. <laughs> so they run into um, Hestia, and Hestia immediately goes... I see you have the curse of Achilles. Literally, and Annabeth's like, like, what the fuck? Zephyr, are you just Annabeth is immediately like, what did you just say? And you, did. you did what in this girl? <laughs> I did what in this girl? And she's like nudging person. She's like, what is she talking about? And she's like, <laughs> so she's like, honey. He's like, But then we get... Uh, Hestia staring lovingly into Percy's eyes and giving him a flashback of I love that once <laughs> the flashback Annabeth done he was like hello Miss Hestia and I was like what the fuck's wrong with you Annabeth's like what are you talking about anyway so the flashback is when Annabeth met Luke and Talia and yes. it's Luke and Talia basically walking through this abandoned like warehouse and Annabeth like runs out with this giant or not giant but just with a hammer and she like almost caves Luke's head in and I'm yeah. like it could have been over it could have been it over it could have been done so but also, I know this is the scene where we're supposed to see Luke give Annabeth the knife, whatever, and she, like, idolises the knife Supposedly, because Luke gave it to her. This blah, blah. is the scene. Um, well, that's what I mean. But, like, uh, okay, I 
Cassie supposedly because I don't like that the knife is her weapon. I want this girl brandishing a celestial bronze hammer. That's what I want. I want small girl, large hammer. It's what I want. I want her arms to be absolutely yoked. I want that to... Because, like... Oh. That's the case. I can also see it with an axe, but they had to save axe for Norse mythology. <laughs> like, we got to give them something. But, like, swords and, you know, knives are like, yeah, okay. Like, I kind of get that. <laughs> but a hammer is, like, not the first weapon you would think of. And I would just love that for be, to be Annabeth's, like, go-to. What, like a coyote ugly kind of hammer? Like a real cartoon one? Or just a regular one that's just celestial bronze. I don't know. Hammer. I just want to see her smash some monsters' heads in. It's what I want. Like a sledgehammer. Whatever works. Well, how big is it? Whatever <laughs> has works. It got the, has it got the nail prime a bit on the end? The little I don't know. Bits? I just want her to run around going bonk on people. Bonk, bonk. <laughs> that's what I want, Joe. <laughs> Knocking people out, bashing their skulls in. We don't want to see much Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> then she guns. can turn it the other way with the hook end and gouge people's eyes out. So, I just had another note about this whole scene where Luke's like, you know, we're not going to hurt you. Here's a knife to protect yourself. It's special. Only really crafty people who are so creative and smart can use knives, blah, blah, blah. And I just had a note that really was like... smart and quick and strong. Yeah. And she's like, I'm smart and quick and strong. This scene is going to be so cringe in the TV show. Oh, yeah. So cringe. Like... Because he obviously doesn't know how kids' brains work. I'm pretty sure you work with kids every day. Do they ever speak like this? <laughs> Exactly. Oh, actually, the kids that are like, I'm this, like, yeah, they do say that. Sure. But, like... But before all that, she's seven years old. She's not going to go, no monsters, no monsters. She can speak. Yeah, she's no. Seven, yeah, seven-year-olds, they're, like, super intelligent. They do dumb shit, but they're, like... <laughs> they can actually hold a conversation with you because the only people they talk to, apart from, like, school, are like, adults. So, like, they learn to speak like adults. Like, they're saying and you're she's... Like, they're saying she's seven years old, but Rick has re- written her dialogue as a two-year-old, mm. as if she can't, like, as if she can't form sentences. Yeah, she's done a Tyson, and you're like, but Tyson literally was two years old. <laughs> he just looked like an adult because he was a cyclops, whereas, you know, yeah, she literally says, "No monsters, go away, monsters." And then she says, "You're like me," and then like, yeah, just like short, sharp sentences, like. They don't want me. I ran away. My family hates me. Yeah, it's, um... Yeah, it's not her children. No, that's not how seven-year-olds talk. But it's just going to be cringe in general, because they're already going to be casting kids for this. Kids are not good actors. (laughs) That's not that. There are plenty of good kid actors and actresses. But, like, they're going to be... It's just going to be a little bit, like... You know, okay, you know the flashback scene from the Percy Jackson movie? No. When they flashback to, um, Talia being younger and like making a stand in front of in Sea Monsters making a stand in front of on the hill before she turns into a pine tree no I should really watch this movie <laughs> have you not seen Sea Monsters I have I can't remember I was like I am almost 100% sure I've watched it with you I haven't seen that it that masterpiece of <laughs> <laughs> no you have to have seen it because that's the movie that the walk on my roof is from yeah I, I have seen it I don't remember everything about it I've only seen it like three times <laughs> I've only seen it like a hundred times <laughs> Well, it's not like ten things that I've seen oh, a million times film. where I can um, literally quote most of it. I don't know. It's just so that what I'm trying to get at is they're already casting kids for the main part of the show. Oh, I love so, all the tweets that are like, "Some kid is not going to know what he like how much effect he has on the world." Yeah, being cast as Percy, but like to then cast even younger kids again to try and it's just going to be cringe it to is, try and do this yeah. flashback. It's just it's just going to be cringe. Like yeah. just. 
yeah. the control that these kids are going to have over my life. Like, seriously. <laughs> it's going to take years to I also come love out, the tweets that are like, Logan Lerman... What, Lerman? Yeah, Logan Lerman was, like, the whole um, right actor, wrong time Oh yeah, choice. Like, he would have been a perfect... Like, he was a perfect Percy, and he, he would have been great for the series. This is a bad... <laughs> he would have been great for the series if only it had been around. Like, if only the option to shoot them had been when he was a child. Yeah. He would have been great. I still stand by the fact that it should be an animated series. Like, Oh, yeah. It should be. so much easier to control. It'd take longer in production, but if you did a good job, I then it'd, it'd be it'd like do a Class good job, of the Titans. That was a great show. Oh, was a great show. Or just even stoked, even that kind of stupid kind of animation. That I would be fine with that too. Total Drama Island, also that level. <laughs> but if you're going to the like the extent of you know, they're gonna have to do a lot of. He said in a CGI couple of stuff anyway. Yeah, he said in a couple of his like newsletters um, on his on his website on that he's hoping that the budget will be because it's on Disney Plus. He's hoping the budget will be similar to like One Division or you know, Falcon and the Soldier or The Mandalorian. Well, he he literally name-dropped those shows and was like, it has to be on par. It has to be competing with these shows. And I was like, okay, so you're putting this much money into it. Make it animated. Like, just be pay like, animators to um, do it. If you do a good job, we'll wait. Yeah, no one will care how long it takes because it'll be at least, like, a little bit more yeah, authentic. Be and well worth it. Exactly. And it's not like cartoons don't take off. I mean, like, look at South Park and look at The Simpsons and look at, like... You know, they go on forever. And, I mean, The Simpsons churns out episodes four times a week or whatever it is. So it's like, there's not any, like... I'm hoping that he flips the switch and does go, yeah, or, like, make it, like, Avatar. He won't. They won't. Like, Avatar's a great example. They won't, because there's more revenue in um, live action for, like, that kind of TV show and that kind of adaptation. What do you mean by revenue? They'll make more money. So anyway, then the flashback flashes forward slightly, a few weeks, and um, it's the three of them... Luke, Talia, and Annabeth going towards Maker Stellan's house because Luke's like, look, we can pick up supplies. I'm just going to run in and out so I don't see my mum. And then he runs off and Annabeth's like, oh my god, do you live here? Wow. <laughs> she's like, wait, no, this is like a nice place. <laughs> Why would you run away? You literally, dead. She's like, it's secluded. It's not an apartment. Yeah. It's got multiple floors. You've got little beanie <laughs> bags out on the front porch. So he runs forward and then, you know, we just see in the distance like a big gold flash of light and just Hermes' voice saying, you should not have come home. And then the flashback ends and Annabeth's like, you were out for literally a second and Percy's like, oh my god, it felt like a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I absolutely just because the way I imagine it is like, how long is I out? And they're like, <laughs> what? Yes. And then Hermes appears. And Hermes is dressed like he's straight out of Top Gun. <laughs> And he's got George and Martha with him, and they're literally just like George's. George's hanging for a rat. He's yeah. like, "Do you have, do you have a rat?" Because <laughs> he's like, "No, I don't." And Martha's like, "George, shut the fuck up." <laughs> Martha's like, "Be professional, longer in company." George's like, "I'm fuck, been in co- haven't been in yeah. company for years." And Annabeth like sends all the other demigods off to like do stuff and like check the safety of Olympus and whatever, and Ooh, gives. And who's the only one who protests? Is it Selena? Was I not paying attention? Selena's the only one. So she doesn't properly protest. She goes to say something and then oh, is immediately yeah. dismissed. And she's the only one who's noted doing that. Right, because she wants to hear yeah. anything about. Why does she want to hear anything about? We'll never know. Annabeth gives um, put, uh, Connor and Travis... You know, Special jobs. Yeah, makes them take the lead. And they're like, oh my god, we look so important in front of our dad. 
Which, by the way, can it's I so say? nice. Yeah, it was so wonderful. But she did it because Connor's her boyfriend. True that. <laughs> yeah, but now it's like, oh, I might have to drop Connor. Percy's looking at me. Right? <laughs> Pretty much. Like, Maybe she's trying to get her boyfriend out so she can spend time with her side piece. Yeah. That's what's happening. She's like, excuse me. That's what's happening. Because now she's like, <laughs> Percy looks hot today. <laughs> juggling them all. <laughs> oh god I love it anyway no but um I also just wanted to note there that they're literally I think the the only time they would have met Hermes is on these winter solstice they were ever allowed to go up yeah like to Mount Olympus to go and see and here's their dad they're in the middle of a war they might die soon they're fighting for him and here's their dad who's shown up just sure to deliver a message to come talk to Percy but he does not does not even glance at them it's not noted yeah. at all, even if he does. And so here are his children, because, like, <laughs> majority, that literally says the majority of them are Hermes kids. Mm. <laughs> or well, people, you know, whatever. Or unclaimed. Like, yeah. Yeah. That are, and Hermes, Hermes cabin kids. Yeah, and the people that are in the Hermes cabin, and so the unclaimed, are also under Hermes. Yeah. Protection. Not yeah. protection, but, like, he's under the, they're under his sigil. Yeah. And so... I know. You're watching too much Game of Thrones. I know, right? Anyway. But he does not even get... Even when they get a special job, and even when they're like, yes, we got it, we're on it, we'll go do it, Hermes is still, like, angry staring daggers. At, yeah. Like, staring death glaring at Beth and Percy, and it's like, Hermes, do you not learn from your mistakes? <laughs> Pay attention yeah. to your children. <laughs> Literally, this is all your fault. Seriously, <laughs> So then we get them talking about battle strategy and whatever and why he's not with Zeus and Zeus, uh, Hermes goes, well, Zeus sent me to give you guys a message. I'm literally his messenger. So <laughs> that is like, my job. My, he was like, everything else is a side piece. Uh, this is my number one job. Yeah. Um, and then he tells okay. Annabeth and Percy tell... <laughs> The main character, <laughs> yeah. Percy. No, no, he's not the main character. <laughs> they tell Hermes that, you know, it's a trap that Typhon's, you know, out there. And Hermes is like, no, you forget that Typhon is the one who was the bigger threat than Kronos. He almost defeated us <laughs> one time. So this is where our attention needs to be, not here. Besides, we haven't left it totally unprotected. <laughs> we still have all of this happening. And, like, <laughs> yeah, all we haven't left totally unprotected. We've got a cow and Hermes. <laughs> She's in chilling here. <laughs> <laughs> My brain was still on Hera's cow pets. So I was like, she was like, it's gonna make up like a perimeter of cows. And then I realized you're talking about Bessie. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> idiot. We've got the Opiatorus and we've got Hestia. <laughs> They'll hold down the fort. Yeah, and then Hermes says, look, they can't get to Olympus anyway. We've got all of the wind gods helping. They can't do an air attack on Olympus, so they have to come through the ground, which means they have to come up the elevator. And can you imagine Kronos's enemies, I mean, not enemies, Kronos's armies piling into the elevators and just like coming up going, ha, 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 stay I need that cutscene. I need it. <laughs> I need it so bad. And just all of them like fiddling and just like yeah, just like toe tapping and just like checking yeah. watches Maybe and like watching the numbers go climb. Pressing the button. Oh, I need it so. <laughs> Did you press it? Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't press it. I need it. I just need the awkward. Oh, it just would fit even so much. Even if it's not the zombies, even if it's not his armies, just the demigods, like just standing in there silently, awkwardly, like. Somebody hire me to ride the show. <laughs> and of course, literally in the elevator as they were coming up, it's literally noted that Annabeth is checking out Percy. <laughs> so we just need that scene where Percy's there, like watching the numbers go up, and Annabeth's like, 
<laughs> Adam's like, dead ass, though. <laughs> She's like, he's glowing. You're beautiful, girl. You're glowing. Mm-mm-mm. You is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> he mentions in the next chapter that um, and I can one just of the... see is it Travis and Katie? Yeah, yeah. Travis and Katie making eyes at each other. Or like they're gonna be <laughs> Travis making eyes at Katie and Katie being like, Grr, I love it. Grr. <laughs> <laughs> well Percy mentions in the next chapter that one of the river gods has radiation green eyes or something, yeah. and I would just love for that to be like the hue coming off him as well from the sticks, and that's why Annabeth's like, You look fucking different because you look like you're fucking <laughs> <laughs> not like you swallowed a whole bunch of radiation and well, you probably Nico, did. Nico did say it looks like you're like burning but not burning. What's wrong with you? I needed I need like the the visual of Percy with the Styx aura on him to be because you know how like the aura of the gods is gold, Ica, whatever, yeah. and it looks like you know that's like the hero colour and it's like yes, yes, yeah. winning. Whereas the green or like, you know, that kind of colour is a little bit like black. I thought it was like bright green. Oh. I need whatever glow that he has to be like slightly off kilter so that it's like he could still join the bad side or he could still yeah. join the like you know that half and half. Mm. Not like so I in. I feel like he should have an extra shine to him. Yes. Just like you sorry like he's covered in baby oil. Yes. You know how all like Disney villains have that color scheme where it's like that really bright lime green and yeah. purple and black. Poison green purple. Yeah. I need Percy to be like kind of in that poison green zone. Okay. Yeah, that's what I Okay, mean. okay. Uh, yeah. Maybe his eyes aren't as sea green anymore. More poison green. Yes. Yeah. I love it. The, yeah. I don't want them to stay there like that, though. Because no, no, no. I do like the... I do like maybe the it's just when color. he's... Maybe it's just when he's angry. He's angry right now, all the time. 24-7. Until this battle is mm-hmm. over, until he's in love, until he's sure mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Annabeth loves him, and that he's, like, not gonna die in four days, he's yeah. just gonna have that poison green aura. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like it. Yes. I also love that in this conversation, uh, Hermes is telling Percy that <laughs> Athena demands that <laughs> he stay away from Annabeth. Oh my god. And he and Annabeth just like look at each other like, fuck. I am. We've like, been spotted. It was like, we literally have four days left, leave me alone. <laughs> but I just, <laughs> I love that they're like, oh yeah, he tells Percy, uh, remember the rivers and um, something about staying away from her daughter and they both just... <laughs> Percy says, I'm not sure whose face was redder, Annabeth's or mine. And I'm like, acknowledge it between you two. <laughs> Just acknowledge it. I love oh, it so God. much. And like, stay away from Annabeth. Yeah, like, that'll happen. Like, <laughs> seriously. Come on. Oh, my God. It'll never happen because they're too amazing. Right. And is that, yes. is that the end of the no, chapter? No. No, because then um, Hermes has his little outburst when Annabeth like, oh, tries right. to apologize, you know, for Luke. And Hermes is like, you should have never brought it up. And then he's like, sorry, your apologies don't cut it. And then he basically, like, grows ten feet tall and Percy goes, oh, you're mad at her? Why are you yeah, mad, like, like, mad, mad, mad at me? me? Why are you mad at her? Like, what's, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and she's there like, eh. <laughs> you know. And Hermes says, you're the only one who could have saved him when you had the chance. You should have saved him when you had the chance. And she's like, um you know, blah, 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 I, you know, I didn't, I'm not the one who abandoned him, blah, 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 and Percy's Percy like, says that. Oh, well, yeah. Percy jumps in and he was like, you know what, this isn't her fault, this is your fucking fault. Yeah, Annabeth doesn't actually say anything in her own defense, it's all Percy saying, what are you talking about? Annabeth didn't do anything. Well, because she's having says, her worst yeah. mistakes. Pointed out. <laughs> pointed out, yelled at her. And her pride is like, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, she's, well, she's being, you know, she's having all these horrible things that she's already thought about herself again being yelled at her by somebody else with 
anger. Yeah. And so she's like, and she hasn't made excuses for them. She can't make them. And so she's just sort of like, <laughs> yeah. And then Percy's getting really angry and he says, maybe if you hadn't abandoned Luke and his mum. And then Hermes doesn't say anything. He just raises his staff, which turns into a cattle prod. And he begins to grow. Pardon? What does a cattle prod look like? I it, it's like a big big not almost, like a spear but without the pointy end and it's got um electricity Rosanna. yeah yeah okay um, just because my brain was thinking it's like a taser with like a really long stick because <laughs> my brain was thinking you know um in Thought Ragnarok when um the melt stick no oh. uh, you know when he was talking about a prod I was thinking about that three like that three spoked wooden spike when he was doing that unless you want to kill three vampires then it's standing really close together <laughs> that's what my brain was thinking of and I was like I feel like that's not right no 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 so he grows to 10 feet tall, and then before he can do anything about it, as he's preparing to strike, that's when Georgia and Martha lean in close and whisper something in his ear. So maybe that's the title reference, because mm. then Hermes kind of calms down after that. Yeah, I mean, that's where it came yeah. from. And then he, he says, can't have come from anywhere else. He says, Percy Jackson, because you have taken on the curse of Achilles, I must spare you. You're in the hands of the fates now, but you will never speak to me like that again. You have no idea how much I've sacrificed. How much? My son, my greatest pride, my poor May. And then Percy notes that he sounded so devastated, I didn't know what to say. One minute he was ready to vaporize, vaporize us, now he looked like he needed a hug. <laughs> Which I'm like, I love that Hermes cannot touch Percy because he is invulnerable. Because that gives a whole new meaning to, like, Olympus to fall or raise, to, to, you know, preserve or raise. Oh, yeah. Because now that he's taken on this invulnerability, there is still a chance that he could go over to Kronos' side and then the gods would be fucked because they literally cannot overpower him unless they find his weak spot. So he could literally obliterate them. And I love that so much and they can't do anything about it. Because they're like, we, we can't yeah. touch you. Because and see, Hermes is going to go back with that information and they're going to be stressed. Yeah. Zeus is going to be stressing. Because even this quote-unquote is a quote-unquote curse is it affects the gods too. And I love that something is reigning in their power and Percy's basically like, I'm basically a god now. <laughs> yeah, and this, this like, is the real reason he turns down becoming a god at the end of the book like, because he's already he's already one. one. He's like, and, one, and I get to live with the love of my life. Yeah, and... <laughs> you're not offering me anything. <laughs> he was like, literally. Yeah, I love it so much. Yeah, he would literally literally be unstoppable. Mm. And then Percy demands to know what happened to May. You know, and she says like he's talking about that she said something about Luke's fate and that her eyes are like this. And Hermes is like. I have to leave. I'm not talking to you about this. And Percy's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then Hermes disappears, and Percy has to make Annabeth turn away so that her eyes don't get burned out of her head. Which caring boyfriend looking after his girl. Love yeah. it. Can you imagine how he did that, though? So Annabeth's standing there in shock, and, and how is he going to make her turn away? He's literally going to have to, like, hold her head and gently push it away, or maybe yeah. shut her eyes for her. Or hug her and just, like, turn her away. Yeah. Oh my god! Rick wasn't specific, so we're gonna make up her own. Yeah, and then she basically Did he collapses. grab her hand? Did he hold her close? Did he cradle her? I literally, even if it wasn't that romantic, and he literally... But, like, how's he gonna... If she's in shock, she's not gonna be moving, so he's gonna have to somehow make her turn her eyes, and so maybe he turns her eyes and has to literally softly with his thumbs close her eyelids. Oh! It's so cute! <laughs> but then, so she, like, collapses at the foot of her mum's throne and then Percy's like um I don't know how to comfort you and I'm like bitch hug her <laughs> but also this bit here 
he literally said, this isn't the first time we've heard the phrase, I didn't know how to comfort her. Mm-hmm. And so, and it usually applies to Annabeth upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he was like, I don't know how to comfort her. And usually in those times, he walks away or he doesn't do it. He literally does yeah. nothing and he doesn't address it at all. This is, I think, that I really can note the first time he's actually tried. He yeah. was like, I didn't know how, but I tried yeah. to comfort her. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I think... Why are you suddenly able to do this? Because no one's controlling you. Because you love her. <laughs> yeah. So then he tries to reassure her that you know it's not her fault and whatever else, and then he's trying to like pry it out of her, like what was Hermes talking about? And then she's like, "Well, if you don't tell me, then you know, if you don't tell me about the sticks, then I'm not telling you about Hermes." And then he like he like volunteers all of his story. He's like, "I did it. I did this. Oh my god, you drove it out of me. I did this, and oh my god, what did you do?" <laughs> Didn't take much. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say that also? <laughs> she um, says, did you bathe in the river sticks? And he goes, don't change the subject. <laughs> I love it. But um, so talking about, I said at the beginning of this thing, that we're going back through and analysing everything anyone ever says because no word of this in here wasn't put in here for a reason. Mm-hmm. So here we are saying, after a few, so a few episodes ago, we when he first met Hestia, she said, in order to know Luke, you must know his family. Mm-hmm. And then... Percy's gone through and he's having this little flashback that Hestia's showing him and he says her words came back to me in order to know Luke you need to know his family and all this time Luke's thinking about May May and Hermes May and Hermes has to know who they are Mm -hmm. but during that little flashback what did Luke say Luke said Mm -hmm. get rid of it we're your family now hell yeah and so what is that implying people Joe, put two and two together. Emily <laughs> took it forever. We I mean, love this for you, Joe. We're, well, I mean, I already knew that before, but this is, a, like, as in I knew that, like, I've heard the phrase, Luke is my family, I was his family while we were on the run, mm-hmm. and became our own family. They've been yes. saying that throughout the whole series. Absolutely. Sure, but rereading this, I forgot what Hestia said, being you need to know his family. So mm-hmm. then it always confused me at the end of the book the ending in and of itself. It always yeah. confused me about why it was so important. And you saying that Percy's not the main character, that or that of course he's not the main character, <laughs> and this is why. And yeah. so it explains it so much more clearly when when he talks about who his actual family is. And so I just like that I'm now understanding the book better. <laughs> <laughs> the layers. It's the layers of this book that does it for me. And it's the lack of layers in Heroes of Olympus that does not do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> like... Shit, you're like you're sure you made up with it in House and Pages with so many Percival, so much Percival content. So then, um, all of the campers, or not all the campers, but Connor kind of runs back to all of to Percy and Annabeth and goes, "You need to see what's happening." He's also run back to check on whether his girlfriend is cheating on him, but you know we won't address that right now. We won't address that right now. Um, and then he just kind of, they gathered at the edge of Olympus and looking That's down right. at That's right, Percy has a real jealous moment. <laughs> looking down at, oh, does he? He does, he does, he does, oh my god. So he's talking about how he bathed in the river and Annabeth goes, oh my god. And he was saying, I had to do it in order to face Luke. And she's going, you, like she was really concerned, like oh my gosh, you bathed in the river. And then immediately went... Yes, of course. Luke also had to bathe in the river. Otherwise, mm. how else he would how else would he have survived this? Yeah. And then she goes, "Oh no, poor Luke!" And then Percy <laughs> goes back to fucking caring about Luke. And I literally goes, "What?" 
Because I feel like this is the first time in like maybe a year and a half, it's something stupid that like he's addressed that, it. That he's po- properly addressed him and been openly mm-hmm. and obviously and used yeah. his words to express his jealousy mm-hmm. and frustration. Mm-hmm. And so Adam was like, "What? Wait." Hang on, be <laughs> like you're actually because she's pretty dense when it comes to this as well. Like, oh yeah, real. Oh yeah, and so she's going. Wait, you actually care? You do care? What? You do? Oh my gosh! So she's like staring him down, and he's like, "Well, what are you gonna explain?" <laughs> yeah, it's a very cute person moment. I fucking love it. And again, people, why is he having these thoughts? Because no one's controlling him. <laughs> I'm gonna milk that for all it's worth. Yeah, so Connor leads them back to uh, the group, and they're all basically staring over Olympus down at Manhattan. And Adameth says, I don't hear anything. And Percy's like, Oh my god, that's the problem. And then he says the most pick me girl thing ever. Oh yeah. <laughs> he goes, What have they done to my city? <laughs> and I was like, This is very main character. <laughs> I was like, When have you ever expressed your ultimate oh, God. love for New York. Yeah, and so... You've expressed a passing admiration for it, but not a, it's smart, what's going on? <laughs> and then Percy recalls a line from the prophecy that is, and see the world in endless sleep, and he goes, alright, so now the main event is starting, the invasion's happening, and I actually kind of love the way that Rick has written this, because it's such a... Like, New York is a massive city, and... You know, even just Manhattan is just massive and there's so many people. And so to have your battle in this massive space and not hurt any mortals, like, this is a quite a good way of getting them all out of the way yeah. to, you know, have yeah. their main battle. And I just love it. I think it's really good. Can I also just note that mm-hmm. in this scene, he literally explains what happens and he says Morpheus has put the whole city to sleep. Yeah. Um... This is the first time anybody else has heard of Morpheus's inclusion in this battle. And yeah. so, because they found out, like, Percy found out when he was with Nico and Grover, and that yeah. was, and he hasn't been back to camp. Yeah, hasn't been back since then. And he hasn't True. explained his full story, and so he said this baller-ass sentence that makes sense to us. Yeah. So what I was really annoyed about was that nobody was like, what? <laughs> They're they like, questioned in the next chapter. Yeah, but they were like, how do you know that? They'll be like, what What do you mean? Like, you <laughs> Suddenly, Percy's like, book smart, and everyone's like, what the fuck? And then he was like, Morpheus has got to set the, um, set the city to sleep. And even Annabeth didn't question him. She yeah. was like... All the rest of the campers are like, you didn't show you're working. Like, <laughs> be like, sure, you have the right conclusion, but like, you didn't... You show didn't, us how you got there. Be like, come on, put the equation how on How did we get from A to B, please? <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, and so I just thought that was a notable moment where it was like, Percy, you're you're not mm. you're not explaining. And that's a good point to make, especially when we get to the first opening, you know, pages of the next chapter when Selena also knows what's going on. Mm. And nobody questions it. Yeah. Well, Annabeth does, but Yeah. That's it. So, with that, let's get into chapter 10. Chapter 10. So, in chapter 10, I buy some new friends. Percy takes on the role of camp leader and begins assigning demigods to defend different areas of the city. The hunters even show up to help. Then Percy and Annabeth make their way to the East and Hudson Rivers, stopping periodically to awaken several of of Daedalus's automatons. At the convergence of the rivers, Percy persuades the river gods to sink Kronos' ships by splitting his sand dollar in half and gifting it to each god to clean their homes. So yeah, Stray, what do you think of chapter 10? Let's see. Chapter 10 was a lot shorter. Yeah. Not much really happened, actually. <laughs> I beg to differ. 
We get some really good. Oh, we get some very content, but like, like some really bed. good post bed content. Just yeah, but sassy campus is my storyline wise. We didn't go too far. Uh, we got well. Percy was very assertive in this chapter and very he was. He was very sexy. He's just sexy kind of furious. <laughs> So yeah, well, this chapter starts off literally where the last one ended, which is why I think that this could have all been one chapter, because this chapter is so short as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're talking about Morpheus, and they're all like, what the fuck are you talking about? And before they were talking about Morpheus, they kind of just let Percy say what he needed to say, and then they were like, okay, let's talk about this other thing. And Adameth pulls out, you know, a disc that it, it like creates a video from where the light's hitting it, and she's like, yeah. it was one of Jane Ellis's inventions, and I got mm. beckoned off to make it before he died and I was like this is so sad and Selena's Literally. just Selena's just there like guys guys she's like I'm murdered <laughs> rip <laughs> and I love that when they're zooming through uh, the video <laughs> Connor Stoll's like hang on wait back it up zoom right in right in the corner there and Amber's like what did you see did you see invaders coming and, and he's, he's like, like no. he's like the candy store it is unlocked and everyone's asleep it's time for raid it's raid time <laughs> And Katie's the one who scolds him. She's like, Connor, this is serious. You're not going to loot a candy store in the middle of a war. And Connor has the audacity to be like, oh. I love love his priorities. (laughs) You're like, dude, don't tell me. I love his priorities. I love the order that they're in because he is correct. (laughs) He's literally, this is the time for looting and pillaging. If there was ever a time, this is the time. (laughs) It's a purge. They even do it, which also... As he puts on his big boy pants again and with his big boy brain and he's like because he splits them all up yeah. to look after he like takes control and he's like alright so we got a man Manhattan yeah. <laughs> he's like we gotta he's got we gotta look after it and so he splits we got a man all the hats he's like we're split, he splits off everybody into groups and he has a genius idea where he's just like what if we need to get into contact with each other he's like everybody knows Annabeth's phone number they yeah. all nod I'm like yes they all know Annabeth's phone number that's brilliant anyway he was like alright well you see the passes of, like people that are passed down the side just pick mm. up a phone call, make a call drop yep. it and then it'll make it harder for the monsters to track yes which is so smart it like, is so smart and I'm just imagining Annabeth getting a lady boner listening to Percy talk and be like <gasps> they were brave <laughs> and then yeah and then again the, the soul twins are like what if you find a really nice phone <laughs> Percy's like Percy's no like, no stealing he's like put it down drop it <laughs> Sid. Oh, yeah, no. before they even get to that, though, they do start talking about um, Morpheus and how he and Kronos are sort of working together to slow time and make everyone fall asleep or turn away from the city, and I love that inclusion. And then um, Selina is the one who says... Something about a mystical magic... Yeah, she says, this is a huge spell. The bigger the spell, the easier it is to resist. If you want to sleep millions of mortals, you've got to cast a very thin layer of magic sleeping demigods is much harder and then Percy goes when did you learn so much about magic and she blushes and says I don't spend all my time on my wardrobe and then Annabeth calls Percy away before he can question it anymore and I'm like little tidbits I love it I love it I love it so yeah in the have we spoiled this this four people (laughs) okay good yeah so Luna's the spy guys (laughs) so in Annabeth is still looking in the video disc thing and we see Kronos ships coming through yeah the harbors yeah the Hudson the East River 
and it, they're all packed with demigods in full Greek armor, and I'm like, this is full so Greek, uh, demigods, sad. monsters, all of the everybody. Yep. And they're all being, you know, there's so many monsters around, and then they're seeing all the tunnels and all the entrances towards Manhattan that's basically packed with Kronos' army, and you just get this overwhelming feeling of there are only 40 demigods that yeah. are going to hold this position, and so Percy's like spreading everyone thin and trying to cut off tunnels and cut off, you know, riverways and wherever he can to try and limit where they're coming from, and so they're not as surrounded. And yes, it makes sense, but it's still an army of this sheer size coming towards you is just absolutely terrifying. And then the hunters show up, so we have like ten more people to help us. Yeah, and Percy does a head count, and he says there's 40 campers, and this is the majority of their camp. Yeah. And then here comes Tyler, and she's like, yeah, of her her group of 30 kids, and that's like, oh my god. Yeah. Talia on her own is leading a camp. Yeah. (laughs) Everywhere she goes. And it literally says before Talia joined, there was only like not even half of that. Yeah. Like, there was barely She has half. doubled their numbers She's in the literally... last almost two years. I love that for her. Yeah. I love she that energy. She was like, it, like, she became queen of them all. <laughs> she became their leader in like a month and then, yeah, doubled their numbers in just two years. Yeah. And it was like, yes, look go, you queen, go. go. So, before the hunters show up, though, and Percy is still assigning people to places, he says, Selena, take the Aphrodite crew to the Queen's Midtown Tunnel. And then one of the Aphrodite girls says, oh my god, Fifth Avenue is so on our way, we could accessorize. And Monsters, like, totally hate the smell of Givenchy. And I'm like, just give them a better power. Let them make some chemical bombs and fucking blow something up. Like, seriously. seriously, Let them glamour something. We just made a point, because at this point, we don't know that Selena is like read people reading it the first time don't know that Selena is a spy. You've just made a point yeah. to like point out that Aphrodite kids. I don't spend all my time on my wardrobe. Yeah, like I have other skills. Other skills. She's like, I'm good. I'm smart. I'm yeah. intelligent. I can do things. But for all intents and purposes, you've just sent a cabin with no other help to hold this one and fairly important place. And it's like experience. You've made sure yeah. you've pointed out in every book. So again, the Aphrodite teams like haven't sat out. And it just it yeah, it's like, do you want them to come through this like space? I realise you don't have enough campers to like, you know, put you know, people in the right place, but you literally the from what readers know, there's the Aphrodite camp has no hope of holding the exactly. tunnel. Like it's just not gonna happen. And so yeah. it's like what the f- what? I just don't get that plan. <laughs> like, I don't... How, that's like how sending... How powers did we say that they had? Making chemical bombs was one. Charm speak was another. Oh, just so many. There were so many. Yeah. There was, like, a they good can, They can curse people. Yeah. Like, they can throw curses around. But it would be literally like sending the quote-unquote Dionysus cabin somewhere when it's literally just Pollux now. Oh, God. That's yeah. Depressing. And it'd be like sending him somewhere to hold something by himself just because he's one cabin. Because that's what we're seeing here is he's sending cabins off in places. So... They're unequal numbers for the places that they're going, and I understand that, like, some. I mean, he does more split important. the Hermes cabin. <laughs> he was like, Connor, take one, Travis, take the other. <laughs> yeah, but, like, for all intents and purposes, he's sending a full cabin to other places, and I realize that some places are going to need more protection than other places or need, you know, more manpower, whatever, yeah. but it's still an uneven, like, anything. Yeah. And oh, it's just crazy to me. As he's sending them off, he's filing, like, he's n- numbering them off and ticking them off in his head as he goes, and he says, Clarice. Yeah. As in, he was about to say, Clarice, take yeah. the Eric's cabin somewhere. And I hated that what, for what followed that was Percy was like, I was glad, so, like, somebody covered, it was, I think, Annabeth 
step forward or something like that. Yes. It was like, boom, to recover my embarrassment. I mm-hmm. was like, Percy, you shouldn't be embarrassed. I mean, it was yeah. perfectly logical for you to be like, to, and it just shows how much they relied on the Aries Kevin. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, like, they always talk about, the Aries Kevin always talk about how they're not respected and like, you know, which... If you're going to be assholes to yeah. people, they, like, of course you're going to get some back chat. Like, yeah. don't do that. But they always talk about how they're not, they feel like they're not wanted around people. And it's mm-hmm. like, you're wanted in your most known area. And it's like, yeah. like your most proud. This is what you're built for. <laughs> area. This, like, this is what people need you for. Yeah. And so, like, they literally needed you. And if we're going again off the little short stories that we read in the Demigod files? Yes. Files? I couldn't remember if it was diary of the files. <laughs> anyway, literally one of them is the chariot story, which is Clarice yeah. and Percy. And the last thing she says at the end is, is she asks Percy, am I on your friend list? Yeah. And he was like, yes. <laughs> of so, course you so are. So she was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and Not he, me, my fatal flaw is loyalty. <laughs> Not having you as a friend. <laughs> anyway, and here's, here's a spot where he his yeah. friend doesn't show up when he needs them mm-hmm. and you can damn well know for sure that he would show up if she needed him yeah and it's just absolutely it was it wasn't embarrassing she did show was, up when he needed but like it was <laughs> i mean sad. when she needed him like it was honestly like everybody else was like embarrassed for him or like you know it, like as if like he farted in public <laughs> like, <laughs> i felt like rick was trying to put off that vibe where it's like i don't know maybe he sneezed on someone and it was really gross no Go ahead. <laughs> like what he said wasn't it, it shouldn't have been his reaction of embarrassment it should have been like mournful or something stupid like like not stupid but like but an emotion like that where it's like we're sad and regretful that they're not here and like upset and angry not embarrassed I just, uh, for some reason, that rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, he's not embarrassed. <laughs> like, yeah. Rick, better, better reactions, please. Yeah. Anyway, so sad times. Cries an emo. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, so Annabeth steps in and she says, we'll take that. Malcolm, take the Athena cabin, activate plan 23 along the way, just like I showed you. Hold that position. I'll go with Percy, then we'll join you, or we'll go wherever we need it. <laughs> and somebody in the back of the group has the audacity to say, no detours, you two. <laughs> and then they all giggle, and I love the person who's like, I let that slide. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, Percy? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Who are you going to go and interrogate everyone who's... <laughs> but I just love that in the face of, like, literally the end of the world, all of these campers are like, I need something funny to hold on to. <gasps> no details, guys. <laughs> you just know it was one of the Hermes. Yeah, I was going to say, you know it. Or one of the Apollo cabin, maybe. Or maybe the Aphrodite. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. And yeah, that's but when they come in with the, the cell phone plan. And then Talia shows up. We love that for her. The whole fucking camp is just on Team Persibet's Perth- side. They're literally like, what are you doing? Hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I fucking can't. So yeah, and then... Percy does like a, oh, there's like a really good moment after the hunters have shown up and they're like, yep, we all know our plans, we all know our assignments, whatever. And then Percy is giving them a speech and he says, you're the greatest heroes of this this millennium, I told them. It doesn't matter how many monsters come at you, fight bravely and we will win. I raised a riptide and shouted, for Olympus. They shouted in response and our 40 voices echoed off the buildings of Midtown. For a moment it sounded brave, but it died quickly in the silence of 10 million sleeping New Yorkers. Which... Bitch! Chills. Literal chills. Literal chills. Like, I was reading it and I was like, can you imagine? 
imagine that. Like, the eerie silence yeah. would be... How good. Terrifying. It would be terrifying. <sighs> Especially because, like, you're all hyped up on adrenaline and then it just, like, falls dead and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Echo, echo. <laughs> yeah. But, like, can just... Oh, fool. Cannot. <laughs> and then Annabeth and Percy get on a little scooter. <laughs> yeah, a little scoot, mess scoot away. And literally Percy takes the time to note she was holding onto my waist. <laughs> <laughs> and as they're scooting through town towards the rivers, Annabeth makes them stop um, to save... A, well, they save a hot dog stand that was on fire, and then they yeah. save a pram that was going across the road, which just had a poodle in it, which yeah. good save. And then Annabeth makes them stop again to... Take people out from the middle of the road. Yeah, but then again yeah. to stop to and to uh, activate an automaton, and I love this plan because this it's very. It is a great plan, and even though Percy's like, mm, I don't know, they're not really trustworthy, and because he's thinking of when Talos yeah, yeah. killed Bianca, yeah. he's like, mm, I don't really know, like they. they <laughs> but put, then again, Percy's like, what choice do we really? Yeah, have? Which, yeah, pretty much, and so <laughs> he was like, this is literally what they're here for. I'm yeah, well. <laughs> and so as she's as she's name dropping him, this is another one of those. <laughs> actual historical figure that uh, Rick's gone Kate's pet peeve. is a demigod but it's the first uh, demigod child that we see as a, a son a of uh, Hebe not sorry not a minor or Hebe yes. however you say Hebe 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 so do you want to learn something about Hebe Hebe yes <laughs> she's a goddess I thought it was a god um, like a minor god oh. she's the daughter of Zeus and Hera but she's oh. a minor goddess she's the goddess of youth and was the cupbearer of the gods before Ganymede and the reason that she that the job was given to Ganymede is because she <laughs> well she married Hercules but when he became a god first of all well n- well it wasn't really her choice she was she was married off to, to him you. yeah great he was yeah he received her in great marriage. yeah so I love that phrase yeah the reason that she uh, wasn't the cupbearer for the gods She's anymore is because one day she stepped on the hem of her dress and tripped over and it came undone and exposed her and all the gods were like ah you slut and gave the job to someone else. Gave the job to Zeus's little little gay boy instead, Ganymede. Ganymede was like, I just wanted to. What did he do before he became a bear? He was the one that. Um, was he just a farmer? Yeah, the one that. He Zeus was like, abducted. I just wanted to adopt cows. <laughs> he was the one Zeus abducted as a little boy. Yeah, and just raised on Olympus because he was just so good looking. God. Well, not a little boy. I think he was a teenager, but still. That's still so, a child. Yeah. She, um, Hebe had um, wings, which I think is pretty cool, because she's one of the only minor goddesses with wings, Jeez. apart from Iris and Nike. I think they're the only three. Eros? He's not a minor, is he? I said goddess. Oh, sorry. Yeah. My bad. So, yeah. She um, was married off to Hercules, and they had two children. Is it and Nike or Nike? Nike. See, we say Nike, but I'm always, like we, like, we call the brand Nike, but I'm always like, I feel like the actual goddess is named Nike, not Nike. I think it's Nike... I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> How to pronounce? Because I'm pretty sure I've run into some, pre- some pretentious people who've been like, oh, "I've got my Nikes." Greek goddess. Be like, yeah, I'm wearing it's Nike. Nike. It is Nike. Yeah. So the pretentious people I've met, you're incorrect. Because <laughs> they've been like, it's pronounced Nike. And I'm like, <laughs> it's pronounced Nike. That's like the Adidas Adidas debate. Who's correct? I think it's Adidas. We say Adidas. Yeah. Yeah, it's Adidas. Lol. Because it's someone's last name. 
Someone so yeah, because she was <laughs> because he was the uh, goddess of youth. Many people thought that she was like the personification, or she was the where the fountain of youth myth came from. Because you could go to her and ask for her to bless you with youthfulness, and most of the time she would say no, unless you were like already super hot, and then she would just be like, "You can be even hotter." <laughs> she was like, "You can stay hot forever." Yeah. So yeah, she like, had the power to have fun. <laughs> she had the power to restore youthfulness. She was like. She is what the flower from Tangled is based on. No. <laughs> that's me going, yes. <laughs> that's what I, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> oh my god, so you just seeing flower gleam and glow? And she... <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Flower gleam and glow, man. So yeah, um, William Stewart is supposedly... I love the jokes that are around Will Solis. And demigod son of Hebe. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just on the flower gleam and glow topic. There's a bunch of memes that are like, um, which is like, like little canons that are made yeah. where it's like so Will have, like just something about a joke would be made about Will being blonde he'd be like I'm not actually blonde they'd be like what do you mean and he'd be like so my hair's brown underneath when I was um when Apollo claimed me when I first came to camp mm-hmm. he sun kissed my hair and now my hair's blonde <laughs> so like and Leo just make jokes that like flower <laughs> they'd be like oh my god he's I love all the ones that are like crack me like a glow <laughs> Reminds me of you know in minions I'm like mm, will <laughs> yeah anyway yeah that's what I think of and it's bloody hilarious yes it's just will being a meme <laughs> so as Annabeth is talking to William <laughs> and trying to get his attention Percy suggests Bill and she goes Bill oh shut up Percy <laughs> she's like I'm just trying to fucking talk about it. That is your future husband. That is the love of your life. And she's like, distracting yeah. me. So then, <laughs> again, she's also ADHD. So she was like, Bill, Bill, shut up. Let me do my thing. God, I'm talking on the phone. <laughs> so yeah, he, um, she gives. I'm sorry, Percy, you know those TikToks where it's like, Checking to see how nosy my boyfriend is. Percy <laughs> would be those boyfriends. No, no, no. Annabeth is the boyfriend. Whatever. They both Percy's were. the one already on the phone gossiping, and Annabeth's like, babe, what? Pronounce <laughs> <laughs> speaker. <laughs> I'm not here. Pronounce speaker. I always, lo- I honestly love watching those because it's so funny to watch them. Because literally, they'll re- they can't hear the conversation, but the girlfriend will say, "Oh my god," and they'll be like, "Oh my god, what? Oh my, I mean, yes." What did they say? He did it. <gasps> he did it. <laughs> he did. <laughs> They're so fucking funny. I love uh, so then, yeah, she gives uh, the automaton its instructions, and she tells Percy that it's probably going to wake up all the others, and then they'll start protecting the city, which is super fun. And then they make their way to uh, Battery Park, where Percy goes down towards the Hudson and East Rivers, where they come together. <laughs> and then they have a little squabble. <laughs> he tells Annabeth to wait there, and she says, Percy, you shouldn't go alone. He goes, well, unless you can breathe underwater. She's like, she goes, Stop! You are so annoying sometimes. She's like, he's like, what, when I'm right? And I literally had a note here that was just like, stop flirting! I can't handle it. <laughs> but literally, he's like, the only time Percy's ever annoying is when he's right. <laughs> and she's like, ah! But it's also just like, they've never, like, they don't flirt this much in general conversation ever before now even when they thought he was about to die under you know in her fastest workshop yeah like even then it was just 
it was more like rushed and more like <laughs> well, yeah, and it was more like rushed and more serious and whatever. But now it's like because they were in, in a joking mood. Danger. They yeah. were like fully in immediate danger. They're in the at the moment. They're in that nice little sweet spot. But still, <laughs> as like, I was reading it, I was like, this wouldn't have happened if he didn't have Aphrodite's curse lifted from him or blessing. If you depends on which way you look at it. <laughs> he replaced his Aphrodite curse with the Achilles curse. Yeah. Basically, he goes down into um, the two Hudson Rivers and just antagonizes the East and Hudson River gods into talking to him. And he's like, look, these guys are New Yorkers. I know how to talk to New Yorkers. And I'm like, I love this from Hey, me. wise guy! <laughs> Literally. I also love that. <laughs> you fucking hear that tone, though? You're wise guy! <laughs> I also love that the that East and Hudson are basically, like, divorced a divorced couple. Yeah. <laughs> like they just have that banter where they finish each other's sentences, but they hate it. Yeah, <laughs> I like, love it. Yeah. It's so funny to me. Really? Because I also thought of that. You know, in Vacation, that the new version of Vacation yeah. with um, Christina and Ed Helms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's that scene where they go and try and have sex on the on the four corners. <laughs> I also got that vibe from the Eastern. Oh. Get up, my side. All the cops, yeah, all the cops are like defending the line. Funny, that's there. yeah, that's the line. Yeah, <laughs> stick to your side. <laughs> yes, amazing. And then so to get their attention and to you know to stop them from killing him <laughs> and to get them on his side, he basically goes, "Oh, I know what that sandal is for now. We'll split it in half. Here you go, guys. Clean your fucking house." Yeah. And the gods like, "Oh my god, yes, pray, thank you." <laughs> Once again, once again, though, he didn't actually, he didn't think, t- like, Percy's like, I've learned from my mistakes, always charge on the river sphinx. I get, everyone's uh, sphinx. I, I do that all the time <laughs> in my head. River yeah. sticks. Um, the river sticks, he didn't make them swear on the river sticks. Again, he just was like, just swear it. And they were like, he was like, all right, I guess that's good enough. He's like, no, Percy, <laughs> you told me you learned from your mistakes. Always make them swear on the yeah. sticks. So. Maybe he thought he had a good enough argument already with the sand dollar. Probably. Yeah. He was like, look at those greedy faces. <laughs> I do love the banter between um, East and Hudson when it gets to them. Like, they're about to attack Percy and he's like, just sitting there like, haha, you can't. And <laughs> they go, See, son of Poseidon? Yep. Took it in the sticks? Yep. <laughs> like, what is that? I know that that... It's from Ember's new group. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sharp rocks at the bottom? Probably bring it up <laughs> <laughs> that's the vibe i got from that and i was like i love it so much so yeah. yeah and that's um pretty much how the chapter ends so as percy's leaving hudson and east are talking about him behind his back and they're basically saying anytime you've got a sand dollar to spend come on back assuming you live and the other one goes yeah, curse of achilles they always think that'll save them don't they and i'm like i wish that that was a call ahead to something because it's so good. Why do you wish that? Because that's like a thing that's like, why would you put it in there? Like, if you, you know, if it's not foreshadowing. True. But like, that means you're then wishing like, his death. No, but I just wish that there was, I wish that there was some portion of, I mean, I wish that there was, I'll finish my train of thought before I go into my amendment. I wish that there was some consequence for him having the curse of Achilles because from what we see from him, pretty much just like a good ride yeah. until he gets to Son of Neptune and is taken away and then you're like oh fuck be like, but oh, caught up, up until that point he's pretty much like nothing goes wrong for him then the amendment that I made in my head was well if we're going from the last episode where we talked about Annabeth being his actual weakness yes. then that's where it goes wrong yeah which is his weakness gets attacked 
in which point, in which case, this little bit of foreshadowing would be like, yes, it is a curse. Whereas, yeah. if we don't take that, well, into she account, does almost die. Yeah, but if we don't, you know, take the whole Percy being his weak, uh, Percy being his weakness, Annabeth being Percy's weakness into account, then this whole thing doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that spiel doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll just take it that way then. It's good. But but it's a curse, and so the only downside, like if we're going off downsides that happen to Percy after, yeah. like physically. Nothing physically happens to him. No. Like, there's no physical downside. There's no. emotional downside. Yes. And so we're saying that Annabeth is his weakness. Mm-hmm. Annabeth's, Annabeth going through turmoil of any kind, emotional or physical, mm-hmm. affects Percy yes. so bad. Yes. And so you could also say maybe his mum showing up as well would mm. be that emotional turmoil as well. Not as much, though. Not as much, no. Um, but yeah, so anything that bad that happens to him would be the, the curse mm. playing in effect. But, again, if you're not as in tune with this sort of <laughs> reading between the lines as other people are, aka me, <laughs> uh, I would have, yeah, I would have been like, so Percy had nothing bad happen to him. Yeah. Yeah. He had to make some bad choices, but... Sure, but again, those were choices. The consequences of his choices, which we'll get to in the next chapter, I think, when a certain someone dies and then he has no remorse for it. And I'm like, that was your fault. <laughs> also, can I say, I'm also going to point out with that, because of that said someone, um, I forgot to point, I did have a tag there, but I thought it was later on, and so I was just like letting us continue. No. Yeah. But at the end of chapter nine, as they're looking over, when they're still up in Olympus, and yeah. they're assessing what's wrong, and when Percy says his, what have they done to my city? Yeah. In order to go and see what he's done to said, said see what's happened to said city. He pushes Michael out of the way. He pushes Michael out of the way. I was like, literally, and my note that I put there was just, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bitch. <laughs> 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 I was like, what an asshole. And of course, Mike's there like, I would have moved. I'm like, and it was like, if you ask me. Use to- your words. <laughs> If you said, excuse me, I would have moved. I wasn't going to stop you from seeing what we're all looking at. Hell, if you even just went to reach out and... See, but if Michael is this short-ass person that we've been told that he is, Percy wouldn't need to push him out of the way. you just see over the top exactly. of him. Like, I was like... Or even just said... Even in a demanding way, it was just like, pass me that. Or like, I have to look through that. No, he just straight up like, pushed this five foot two kid <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> when Moto Moto is walking out, <laughs> <laughs> and Michael's like the little thing that he runs <laughs> over, <laughs> the little rat thing. I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's literally what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bitch, oh god. Oh god. You fuck out. That is fantastic. And then the chapter ends with um. Percy and Annabeth, or Annabeth getting off the phone and going, Percy, we have to get back. You'll never guess what's happening. It's the Minotaur. <laughs> I'm like, yes! Calling back to book one. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that was a big deal, though. <laughs> I was like, because he was his first But, like, just in general, I was enemy. like... I was like... Um, How long it took me to get to word enemy. <laughs> but it was like... You, you, like, I, like, I would have loved it more if they did it as, like, a passing thing where she was like, there's hydras, there's telekins, there's the Minotaur, <laughs> there's a blah, 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 and named a bunch of others. He goes, wait, back up. They got, he's like, the Minotaur's back. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, well, it's the first monster that we've seen reform. That's why it's impressive. Oh, okay. And it's also his first enemy, so... 
Maybe we're getting like a Ramsey moment where it's like Cronus is like, I'm gonna mess with your brain. <laughs> he was like, everything you do is useless. Yeah. See? Yeah. Mental stack. <laughs> Again, yes, and Game um, of Thrones watching too much. <laughs> that's the end of chapter ten, and I think that's the end of this episode too, Joe. Yeah. Um, how did we feel? Well, I feel <laughs> like I'm in my feels about Persimmon. <laughs> oh, so I was so I was riding high on the Persimmon vibe for these two <laughs> chapters. Other than that, yeah, that's alright. <laughs> these yes. are just these are just set it up chapters. They're good Persimmon set it up chapters though. Like usually when we read set it up chapters, we're bored as fuck. But these this yeah. this was carried by Persimmon vibes. So yes. it was, it was usually fun. chapters that have like a flashback or a dream in them, I'm like. I wish I was dreaming right now. Yes, but there was... I mean, sure, the flashback bit was, bit was like, okay, get it. <laughs> Alright. Nope, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at DanStackPodPod. If you want to send us an email, we are DanStackPodPod at Outlook.com. All, <laughs> all of our uh, personal <laughs> social media is down in the description. In the show notes, we've got a little link tree there. And if you want to give us... <laughs> if you want to donate to us, our Ko-Fi link is also down in the show notes. If you guys could see the look that Joe gave right now. She's through these end titles so quick so she doesn't have any talk. If you say, uh, did you have something else to say, Joe? <laughs> She's being fun to say. You're poking the and you know what? You don't get to hear my thoughts. Okay. We'll see you next week. You want to join us next week? We're reading chapters 11 and 12. Oh, <laughs> And sorry, every time I look at you, I just have to laugh. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. As you should. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next week. Stop it! We'll see you guys <laughs> on the next one. Okay, bye! Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>